there, and welcome into another episode of Mile High Hot Takes. I'm your host, Baylor, joined today by my co-host, Connor, and we're doing Broncos talk. Been, uh, been a few weeks since we've talked about the Broncos specifically in their own episode. Um, we got kind of tired about kind of tired telling you the thing same thing over and over. over and over again. And not only was it the same thing over and over again, we were saying the same thing in our power rankings or NFL roundup, whatever it was. Um, we were saying the same thing multiple times about the Broncos and we got tired of it. So we decided to wait until there's something to talk about now. Oh boy. We have 52 points of offense to talk about from the last two weeks. Which is new. Yeah. Very new. I don't know how to react. I, I don't either. Um, all of it offensive points, too. I thought the defense was about to score a toddy last game off one of the picks. It looked like Justin Simmons was going to get it into the house. I kind of hoped he did. But regardless, this offense is starting to put up some points. And... Especially during that Chiefs game, I was a little bit of a... I was very reluctant to believe that this was the new norm because how we scored. We got a big play on a screen. Short field coming out, uh, closing out the half type stuff where I'm like, all right, they're in prevent or we kind of got just perfect play and someone did something amazing. But then... You dominated Arizona on the ground and moved the ball consistently the whole game. So maybe maybe we're seeing the upward trend instead of a couple outliers. I'd really like to see Latavius Murray be our number two behind Javante uh, next year. I also wouldn't but mind we, if Marlon Mack was the two. We also have Marlon Mack. We also have Chase Edmonds. Oh, I forgot we had that guy. So, and yeah. we also, for some reason, the front office loves Mike Boone. So we have. So we might many even backs. re-sign Melvin Gordon based on previous years. <laughs> yeah. So, we have so many options at running back, but one thing that I've always loved since he's begun taking snaps and playing with us, Latavius Murray just feels effective. Like, even if he's getting hit at the line of scrimmage, I feel like any sort of little gap he sees in the line, worst case scenario, he's going to plow through it and fall forwards for two to three yards. He's a big dude. Like, the kid is massive. You know, I've always been a fan of him, even when he was a when he was a Raider. Yeah, when he um, broke through. I, I really enjoyed watching him play. He was such a powerful but smart back. I think he's like over six foot and over 220. Something it's, stupid. He's a big crazy. kid. He, he's... And he's quick. Exactly. But one thing that I've noticed is the dude has consistently brought in big plays. Even in games where he's only getting a couple yards of carry, he'll, he'll bust, bust a 15. He'll bust a, a, a 20. 30, a 20. And I mean, even against the Chiefs, he bust a 40, 50 yard run. And unfortunately, the next play, Russ fumbled it. But... I mean, he put the team in scoring position. Russ doesn't fumble that. You get a field goal or a touchdown out of that, and you can thank Latavius Murray for keeping you or maybe even winning you that game, you know. And definitely he was a big part of winning this game against the Cardinals. 130 yards on the ground. And Marlon Mack put up, I think, another 30 yards on five carries, something like that. I think one of the things you got to look at, especially if you're talking who's our backup next year, 
obviously Javante is the one that is not up for yes. the kids healthy he's playing well and I spe- um, I'm super happy that we don't have Melvin anymore because I don't think anybody on this team is going to be butthurt about taking a secondary role to um Javante. to Javante and none of them are making enough money or they won't be under contract so if they do have a problem we just don't have to sign them or we can just cut them because yep. we don't owe them four million or eight million depending on when we, <laughs> what year we're talking about with Melvin yeah so you got to look at Javante is going to be the one as a two I think Marlon Mack is the better receiving option than Latavius Murray maybe if we can have both of them in there that'd be fantastic but the running backs over the past few weeks have looked fantastic well, Javante Williams isn't really a pass-catching running back himself. He's pretty good at it. He's all right. Exactly. That's why Marlon Mack so, is more so of a you could So you could keep all three of them and use Marlon Mack um, as as that third back when you're looking for an extra receiving threat out of the backfield after you after the chip is clear. Um, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, and honestly, Latavius Murray hasn't been bad with, with catching – I mean, it just depends on what you want to do with your offense. If you want an Austin Eckler type, yeah, you want somebody like Marlon Mack. But, I mean, if that's not the offense you're running, and Latavius Murray is a consistent big body to have, especially if you lose any backs in your room, I feel like you want Latavius Murray on your team no matter what, whether he's your third on the depth chart or whatever, third or second, you I feel like you need him on the depth chart in case anybody goes down in that running back room. You want him. He just kind of shows up and gets gets the job done, which is awesome. Judy, in the last two weeks, has also been getting the job done. He's been playing really well. Um, uh, kind of a different did, role he, as well. I don't know if it was one or two, but there was definitely one drop I didn't like from him um, in this game against the Cardinals but it was early in the first half when nothing was going on and once it kind of settled in I mean you can't really blame dude to uh the offense too much in that first half I mean you're playing with a new quarterback still it was just a second string quarterback The, the big thing I'm liking from Judy is not only is he getting open but we ran a couple little quick screens out to him and he was making people miss he was he was looking quick looking fast but above all, he's in my mind. I don't know if other people agree with how uh, important this is. Judy's catching the ball with his hands. Yes. Which has been something I have personally wanted to see for a long time. And it's looking like he's doing that more and more, which is awesome. It's working out for us thus far. And one thing that's really enticing to me is the fact that the Broncos put up 20 points 24 points without Russell Wilson and I and genuinely Cortland was also out I know but we didn't have Cortland last week exactly so that's so what we're I'm, not so, even close to so, so what I'm saying wise. if you're talking about repeating you know your performance of putting up a decent amount of points last week you take out the starting quarterback you put in the backup quarterback you're still missing which you've scored the most points of the season and I mean, 52 points in two weeks for this team is crazy. I mean, it's taken you four weeks to get to point totals like that the whole year. So, you know, it's exciting to me to think that when we get Russell back, hopefully this week, coming up against the Rams, that you continue to take what you've learned. And you said, hey, what did we do when we didn't have Russell Wilson? Well, we leaned pretty heavy on the run, and it's not like the Broncos were in control of that game where they were running the ball to kill time. 
they were running into the game. That's what it was. Yeah, but for for most of the yardage for, for the, three quarters, it was it, it a was con- contested they, game. It was a contested game, and they stuck with it. They didn't just bail and make rip and throw. They stuck with it, and it was effective. And I want to see that with Russell in. I want to see that with Cortland in. I want to see that when this team is fully healthy. And especially with this O-line. I mean, this O-line. we got to talk about the O-line, man. <laughs> who else are we going to put up. in? Who, who else we got to put in? I They're mean, banged up. I think Dalton Reisner missed the game against the Chiefs, but was back for the Cardinals game. But Glasgow's playing center when he's a guard. We're, we're three deep on each tackle, it seems. Like, it's brutal. You got to help out the line. And I genuinely believe running the ball is the best way to help out the line. Run blocking is not easy, but it's a different type of difficult than pass blocking. It's I'm gonna go beat someone up, sort of power grind. Not a die slowly. Yeah. The thing like, is, like, with modern day pass rushers, O line is a die slowly position. Like you're gonna get beat. Just do it as slowly as you can. Yeah, these guys are too good to expect an offensive line to hold up all game. Even the best offensive lines, it is unrealistic to expect them to hang hang on all game. I mean, you saw so, this. Uh, there wasn't. This was not a pass-heavy game plan, and there was five sacks in the first half. And part of it comes down to receivers not getting open quick enough. Quarterbacks not making the reads quick enough. Quarterbacks not moving. Calling plays that need five seconds of time, and if you aren't going to get that, it's really hard to ask or call those plays. Asking an offensive line to do something they can't, so that's not going to get better this year. Yeah, I think that's as simple as it gets. You can do things to a system, but in terms of overall offensive line play, it's kind of what you have right now, and the injuries are part of it. Well, we're at a we're at a point in the season where we are just looking for something to grasp at. We're looking for something to hold on to, to work on, to you know, the team is looking for stuff to build with for next year. Um, fans are looking for hope for next year, and I think a good run here at the end of the season of competitive games i think first of all winning against the rams on christmas day my goal for the Um, final three games is don't get blown out you can't go into the rams game you can't lose this rams game for your fans like just just for your fans you can't give them back-to-back weeks of good offensive performance and have them at least excited to watch you win a football game on christmas day and then lose to the rams that would be kind of a little heartbreaker Obviously, it means see it nothing happening. really overall, but like to either be... team because neither team is their first round pick. Exactly. So I, I just I feel like this game, this game, the Broncos need a win for themselves. They need to win it for the fans. Um, I think they can. I think they should. Um, and then they need to not get blown out against the Chargers and the Chiefs. The in division games in my mind are a little more important we've been dominated by this division for the past six years you don't have to win them but don't get crushed keep it close keep it tight you you give me put in good 
football performances yeah. you and give, give us me hope. a similar score line to the Chiefs game for the next one like you give me that same one again I'd be happy with that or you show me that this defense can utterly stop theirs if we lose 13 to 12 to the Chiefs that'd be a miracle like who holds the Kansas City Chiefs to 13 points exactly our defense does that sort of thing is kind of what you're looking at this Rams game though the ball is entirely in your court the Denver Broncos are favored and are favored for a reason yeah I think the Rams there's just nothing there there's nothing left they have Baker Mayfield three weeks Ty- in town and Tyler Higby which actually it was really funny last night on the, during the Monday night game uh, they had a stat with the with the Rams in the red zone <coughs> they showed two stats they showed Baker Mayfield has not thrown an interception in the red zone since week 6 of 2019 oh and the second stat they showed before the same play was the Rams have not are the only team in the league this year who do not have a tight end with a touchdown. And I thought to myself, well, one one of two things is going to happen here. Either Baker's going to throw a pick or Tyler Higbee is going to score a touchdown. And Tyler Higbee scored a touchdown. And go. I was like, oh, there Announces you go. Jinx. <laughs> I know. I was like, well, you can't double jinx it and expect, expect me. Yeah, come on. One of them is going to happen. Yeah. Come on. I don't know. You're more talented than this team, especially since they're all banged up. Jalen Ramsey is their only... I mean, Bobby Wagner is still around. And Bobby's old. He's not the same. He's not the same, but he's still really good. He is. Um, I forget his first name, but Lloyd, number 54, still a good pass rusher. But is Brandon? With, it might be Brandon. I thought Brandon Lloyd was that wide receiver. Ooh, you might be right. Yeah, from a long time ago. Played for us for a while. Um... Leonard Floyd, that's his yeah, name. It's that's not even one. Lloyd, yep. it's Floyd. Um, Leonard Floyd. <laughs> uh, um, but he's better when there's an opposite edge rusher. Obviously, everyone is. But he thrives. He thrived a lot when they had Vaughn. He obviously gets a little bit of a boost when Aaron Donald is around because takes a little bit of the pressure off of him. But he can still get after it and. They still got a couple couple players defensively, but in terms of offense, these guys are a shell of what they have been and what they were expected to be. I mean, very much. Uh, I mean, we have them in the last place in our weekly power rankings, uh, and we talked about it in the episode all of the same stuff just they're so banged up and it's truly we i don't think we ever had them at no num- we never had them at number one uh but defending champs but they i think were, they started at three i think it went bills chiefs rams but they are i could look that up real no, quick I, I know that's what but it was. um i mean their fall i mean first to worst defending and they started champs. they started the year with i'm pretty sure three wins not three wins back to back but i think they started like three and two or three and three something like that and then it's just fallen off entirely so they've got one win in their last 10 let's call it can't really run the ball can't beat you deep really 
it's really hard for them to establish anything and against our defense i envision a ton of problems and we know baker mayfield is when under pressure can be forced into a few turnovers we had the Rams at number two, week one. Damn. Number five, week two. Number five, week three. They stayed at number five until weeks five. I don't know. They Oh, there we go. They were at number six in week five, and then we dropped them down to number 12 in week six because they were two and three drop them down again in week seven i mean they've been just every week i feel like we've been dropping them they just every, get worse and worse every single week since we started dropping them from five they uh they've just dropped sometimes one sometimes two sometimes three yeah, they've just been slowly slipping down. Not once have they moved up. Yeah, well, and only place to are. go from here is down. And here they are, bottom of it. Yeah. And honestly, I really would appreciate it if the Broncos didn't lose to this team. I'm really upset about the Panthers' loss. That was a really bad loss, in my opinion, and I think this one would be up there. This would if be a we, pretty brutal one as well. If yes. we lose. So, um, hoping for the best. Um, do you have a score prediction for this one? I think it'll be a low-scoring ballgame. I'm feeling a little... Rams have been struggling to score touchdowns. I'm feeling like a 13-24 to 24 type game. Maybe. 13-24, 13-17. It depends if the Broncos want to score points. If we want to score points, it's 24. But I'm, I'm set on the Rams only score 13. I'm feeling 27 to 13. 27-13 Broncos, and I'll tell you why. So it's actually partly because I like your number of 24 and that's actually the first number that came to my brain. But then something else came into my head about the 24 points we scored against the Cardinals. Brandon McManus has Missed been, a field goal. has been having struggles this year a little bit uncharacteristic. He is second worst in the league in percentage within 50 yards at 80. Within 80%, 50? Yes. 80% 50 and under, I believe. Are they like 49? Or 49. I think it's 49 and under. Are they like deep 40s? Because I don't remember missing any chip shots. I don't know. I don't know, but, but that number is not he's good. At, he's at 80%, and he missed a 35-yarder. Yeah, it's kind of as chippy as it gets. So, I just want to say, I think he's going to... He tweeted about it. He said... 35 yards that's effing terrible that's that was the tweet from brandon because he's better than that and he knows he's he better is than and that. i think he's going to come out and i think he's going to hit every field goal opportunity he gets assuming russell wilson plays i think three touchdowns is extremely doable even without I like russ that i think number. it's doable exactly especially if this defense is going to i mean they've had three interceptions two weeks in a row now and like you said you can easily force a pick with baker mayfield so, 
short fields that gives me field goals that gives me touchdowns i like 27 points for the broncos i like 13 for the rams and we'll see how it goes all right that's gonna do it for this episode thank you so much for listening all the way to the end here and we will catch you on our next one Hello, Mile High Hot Takes fans. This is your producer, Alex, and I wanted to tell you about another show that I produce called Deep Dive. It's a music plus talk show that guides you through some of the greatest albums of all time, and it's exclusively on Spotify. You'll be able to listen to an iconic album along with the story of the album in between the songs. Search for Deep Dive Albums or click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mile High Hot Takes. For more content, check us out on Twitter at 5280hottakes. If you got feedback for us, send us an email at 5280hottakes at gmail.com. Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Angelarco Productions. Oh, thank you.